Hello, lovely listener. Welcome back once again to Adventuring 101, a D&D podcast that I I think classifies as an actual play podcast. I'm not I'm not really sure. Well, you know what it does now. A D&D actual play podcast about four misfits learning to become adventurers through what is basically Adventuring University. Brought to you by the D&D Media Group, Beholder Our Adventure. As per usual, my name is Robbie, and I am your dungeon master, as well as editor, and, you know, I wear a couple other hats too, I guess. Uh, But last time we left off, the party found out why they weren't, you know, supposed to go down into the dark, scary dungeon beneath the academy, like, you know, they were told to do, because they nearly all died. Yes, that's right, the podcast literally could have ended at episode 2 with a TPK, so... That would have been interesting, but fortunately for all of us, it didn't. After following their ghostly roommate into the deep, Bright Claws decided to split the party to scout ahead into the deep dark tunnels, and promptly got ambushed and got his mind juice sucked out by a horrifying blob monster that the party couldn't really damage. It's only through what Bright Claws best described himself as a deus ex machina that they actually managed to survive, with the ghost saving them from certain, you know, mind juice horror. However, rather than turn back after this big ol' escapade, they decided to press onwards where they were mentally assaulted by hallucinations, psychic whispers, screams, and other wonderful, wonderful horrors. And after nearly dying a second time, they finally, finally decided to turn around. Prior to getting started with this particular episode, though, I must note a little thing, and that's that our recording for episode 2, our last episode, was way back in November of 2019. That's like a million years in internet time. So, when we recorded this particular episode, episode 3, we recorded in December of 2019. So we hadn't seen each other in quite some time, so we were both, uh, you know, a little giddy and also confused and discombobulated so if it doesn't seem like we know what we're doing it's because we don't and you know what that's the fun of D&D, isn't it I, I think it turned out pretty well so also we use the term university and academy pretty interchangeably when referring to argon's adventuring academy just in case there was you know any confusion there but with that finally out of the way let us return to the party as they make their way pretty you know battered and beaten out of the deep We wish you all a very merry, belated Christmas and a most happy new year with hopefully many more episodes being released and just, you know, wonderful times to all with episode number three, Digging Deeper. This is our fourth attempt at an introduction because we're all too giggly. Ah, yeah. 
But uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to what is the third third episode third. of Adventuring 101. It has taken us a while, but we are finally back together again. The team is back. Uh, things have been a little wacky lately, but we're here at last. So, as always, I'm Robbie, your dungeon master, trying to uh, get these finals done and my the editing done, and hopefully this will be out before the new year. So let's find out. Mm-hmm. To my non-visible right, I have Steven Mercer. Hi, it's me again. And I missed everyone here so much. I missed him so much. Okay. <laughs> All right. I cool. hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay. Uh, Tyler. All right. Yeah, I'm Tyler. I'm playing as Marin Marcus. Great. Mm. Okay, Elliot. Um, I am known as Elliot, and I am also Bright Claws, and I am Cat. Meow. Wow. 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 Okay, and then finally, there's Amanda. Hello. Yay. <laughs> no, it's okay. All right. So, yeah, I guess we'll just get right to it. Let's just jump into it. So, last we all left off. You guys had a very interesting time going into the cave where you were told specifically not to go into. Uh, If you remember correctly, you guys went to follow the ghosts that had been haunting your dorm room into the tunnels that led into the deep. You were then promptly mentally, uh, physically assaulted by a giant weird blob shadow monster that uh, brain-sucked Bright Claws. And uh, then you decided to go even further and decide to, you know, uh, get mentally assaulted as well by whispers and not good things. But you made it out. So we come to the scene of you guys limping your asses out of uh, the tunnel system and back out onto the under the night sky of the ca- academy campus. And you guys have uh, you've had better days. Cosmo uh, just brushes his green scaly hair and and his Cosmo's hair. Yeah, he has long green scaly hair, and he's over his horns and he rubs his temple and he's like, "Oh my, oh my goodness." Okay, you guys are seriously f- fucked up. Why did we went down there? Marin and Brightclaws and you, Luna, gaslit me to go down there. I was going to sleep, get my... I wanted to kick the nerd who was ghost, who was pranking us. Hmm. What the hell was that? That wasn't a, a wizard, wasn't it? What do these... This place is... I think up. that's what's known as getting ghosted. This is, this is, this is worse than being ghosted. Um, this is... I'm going to go back to my bed... Sleep this off, and I don't want to hear anything from you for, for a, a little bit. And I, I, cause I need, he, I'm, I'm, I'm a little shook from that tonight. Are we grounded? As you, yeah, as you are carrying right, uh, Marin on your shoulder. Yeah. This is just Luna that you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, I'm just like pissed and off actually, at oh, you. Oh no, I am, I'm wrong. You guys did, I think, eventually. We got out and yeah. we were arguing. We got out, mm-hmm. and you guys, I'm gonna say, are alive enough. You're, mm-hmm. you, Bright Claws and Marin are barely conscious at this point. I'm just ranting and I'm like, I'm going home. I'm going back to my dorm. You throw uh, up your uh, hands I'm, and just uh, say, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going home. I'm, just, he, 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 he lift he, your hands when you drop 
Both Marin and no, he's they already shoulders. stand. They already, they already like drop them down. You say that bright claws and Marin have like one hit point. Okay, yeah. I, I'm just like I'm gone, and I just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah, I just go back to my dorm room bed, because yeah. I and and Kazuma's like I got an appointment to deal with. It's appointment with my bed. Yeah, and also appointment with appointment with his rescheduling of courses. Ah, ah, yeah. okay. Well, mm, I require two things. One of them. You mean a nice fuzzy warm sleep after that? Two, I must consult the elder cats in my dreams. And after that, Bright Claws will both I go to his room. All, I wish you could all see Tyler's facial expression. Yes. <laughs> For elder cats? Yes, I will go to my room down a box of catnip and sleep. And oh, that's what he means by visiting for the, the dreams oh, okay. of my ancestors to come to me to give me guidance. Cosmo's like, Cosmo's like, I don't want to hear a peep from you, Garfield. I don't want to hear a peep from you, Garfield. <laughs> What's a Garfield? <laughs> uh, yeah, Sounds Garfield, like a derogatory the great, insult. The great uh, tabaxi that was known for his feasting. <laughs> Jeez. Mostly lasagnas. Mostly, mm. he invented lasagna. Mm-hmm. There you go. Such a cultural icon. <laughs> for his... He's like your, uh. he's like the Tabaxi version of Elvis. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> usually gets named in this context is kind of like calling a French person Napoleon. <laughs> like, like, yeah, depending on the context, it can be insulting, but you know, it's still a, a gr- truly great individual whom one would be honored to emulate, even. 50%. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, as you guys are kind of sauntering uh, sulkily out of this tunnel, the it is still very much nighttime. There are crickets chirping away. Do I see any? No. Damn. Not specifically. You are. You have a terrible headache. Yeah. The worst, it's like the worst hangover you've ever had. Do Another I see reason. Uh, other than the various street lamps in the buildings that are around, as well as the occasional drunken students going back to their dorms, not really. You do see that, you know, th- there's no clouds in the sky, nicely enough. It's a very starry full moon night. So, yeah, uh, you guys are just kind of standing here, I'm, barely I'm, conscious. I'm all running back to the dorms. You're just going back yeah. to the dorms? Yeah. All right, I'll say that you easily just make it back to your dorms. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing oh, yeah. the same. You all just go back to sleep. I'm I'm just We're gonna all hop tucker. right in. Yeah, like Cosmo just has that don't fucking talk to me energy. Like mm. get out of here, kind yeah. of. Thing. Yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> that Cartman shit, energy. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So you guys sleep calmly. Now, Bright Claws, you said that you were gonna have some catnip before you rested. I'm gonna have as much as it takes to console me after this Cosmo horrible evening. <laughs> Cosmo wants to get something out of his bag, but he doesn't want anyone to see it. Mm. Roll me a stealth check then. Oh, can I roll to detect? Um, we'll see how this roll goes first. All right. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Okay. So will that roll uh, against our passive perceptions? Uh, if your passive perception is equal to or higher than that, then you definitely see it. Hey, Cosmo, what you got there? <laughs> Nothing. What is it? <laughs> Nothing. I have. I have. I have. I have. I have. I have something to protect me from the ghost if it comes back. Mm. You just kind of see his hand go through the bag, and then some fluffy item gets back into Is the bag. Is it a teddy bear? No, it's not a teddy bear. Teddy Triceratops? Uh, Is it a fleshy alpaca? Luna, no one, don't tell anyone about it. 
A fleshy alpaca. Oh, tell. Plushy alpaca. Oh, plushy alpaca. Oh, thank God. Okay. I thought you were talking about how they have, like, phone skin now. <laughs> no. Okay. No, Ikazuma just looks at Luda and be like, shush. Okay. And then he mm-hmm. just rolls in the bed like he just cocoons himself in the blanket. I'm getting back in my box now. All right. So, you take your catnip, as mm. you do, to commute to what the kids call communing with the elder cats. Mm. Um, here's the thing, though. You, when you dream, Bright Claws, mm. you find that it's almost like, uh, like, so, like, like the dreams are kind of come, trying to come through. Like, they're, they're trying to emerge, but something is suppressing them. What is this? Like, witchcraft. What you're mostly seeing in your dreams and hearing is nothing. It's just blackness. And you almost see, like, it's almost as if, like, a very faint film reel is played in front of you for a very brief second. Like, it's trying to get through and then it fades away. Like, you're trying to dream, but you just can't. Mm, this disturbs me. Something is clearly amiss. Plus, you know, not being able to dream in general is just, like, a jerk move by whatever is causing <laughs> this. Like... Come on, at the Keep very least, high. at the very least, I want to dream that I'm like rolling around on a sunny day in a grassy hill, just like lazing around, you know, stretching, maybe trying to catch a random flying butterfly or something like that. You know, usual cat stuff, raining yarn, all the good stuff. But now, yeah. yeah, you got nothing. Uh, this is worrying to an extreme. And Marin, when you settle down into your bed, you get the covers off. You find that. You're feeling so warm that you have to take the covers off. Hmm. Like, you just feel unnaturally hot. Not feverish, but just, like, you're barely sweating a little bit when hmm. uh, you get into bed. It's really, it's not too uncomfortable that it's a nuisance. Can I get up and, like, crack a window? Yeah. The the night air is fairly crisp, and you feel it against your skin, but you don't feel your internal temperature change. Hmm. I'm just going to sort of, like, wave my robes about, trying to, like, air out my body a little bit. You, you, you do give yourself a little bit of relief. Like I said, it's not awful. It's not, like, unbearable or anything. Just sort of uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of feeling. Yeah, uh, you alleviate it a little bit, and you have to kind of, like, strip down to your PJs, basically. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it kind of persists. That's not good. But otherwise, the night passes without issue. And you guys wake up to birds chirping through the window. You see a familiar pigeon on your windowsill <laughs> that mm-hmm. is uh, kind of just staring at all of you blankly with the... Lack of bird intelligence that it has. Wait, but I'm in a box. Yeah, you guys are, uh, are relatively familiar with this pigeon after Bright Claws' little My God. Uh, scene in episode one. It must have x-ray vision. It can see <laughs> into my soul. I knew it. And as you wake up, Bright Claws, you kind of peer over your box. And you do see this pigeon. And it takes immediate notice of you and flies away. Mm, my nemesis. I shall... Defeat you yet, vanquish you, and I don't know, turn you into a chew toy, something like that. Great. But, yeah, you guys are fully ready to go. The night passes without issue, and you are. It's bright and early this morning. The sun is shining, it's spring. Mm. Yeah. Kazuma jumps out of bed, 
he makes his way. He wants to get his uh, or paperwork organized better because right. he, I think he made a mistake with his. Yeah. His, so yeah, and he leaves his his ghost shield away. Uh huh. Yes. And then he, without them trying to notice where it is. Mm-hmm. Can, can I just give me another stealth roll? Oh boy. Five dice. Five dice. Uh, stealth is fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Hey, you got me this time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nobody sees you. Put the fluffy alpaca away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift. All right. Now he, wa- <laughs> he he and he leaves without saying anything. All right. Do any of you else do anything as you get up in the morning? Mm-hmm. What is the what is the morning routine of you each? Like practice the harp for a few minutes. You do like a Eat breakfast for everybody. Yeah. Well, there's no kitchen in here. You guys don't know where you're getting food. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to eat at the pub every day. It could be. Ah, university food accommodations. Yeah. I'm just going to like make sure I have a wide amount of various pens and quills. You're equipped. Yep. Mm. Spare pages. Got my book on me. Yeah. Make sure everything's set for the day. Right. So, Kazuma, you kind of want to leave first without yeah, anybody I'm, I'm, noticing? Yeah. All right. So, as you are walking out the door, you do... There's something stuck to your foot. The frick? What? You mm. see a little piece of paper. Huh? It looks it looks at the paper. So it basically looks like a, a notice. It says, Welcome, new students. Breakfast starts at the earliest parts of the day. You get two meals per day for free. Oh, that's pretty good. He, Breakfast and dinner. He just kind of opens the door and leaves it on the... Leaves the note there for them to read it. And then he makes his way to administration. Cool. So you, got, you run down the steps... Uh, he doesn't see the Valcor 4, does he? No, not yet. Okay. But you pass the woman who uh, you did the paperwork with last night. She's still asleep. But yeah, it's a beautiful spring day. There's a little bit of Christmas crispness to the air because you are so high up. But you proceed pretty well down the steps and into administration. Now, while you were doing that, you guys, the rest of you were kind of Going out to find food, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Does the notice say where we can get, where we can find the food? Yeah, the notice says that it is at the cafeteria building, okay. and it uh, seems to be on the same terrace. It's very close to the tavern. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll make my way over there. All right. So I'll get to Kazuma first, and you basically you go down to that big ring of desks that is that central administration area, and you see that the the scribe that. You guys first met when you came here is there. I walk past a gnome statue. Do I notice anything? Uh, no, not particularly. Oh, yeah. I just, like, I just do, like, a like a salute. And, like, and then I walk by and saw, and I, is it the, um, the halfling still? No, it's this human woman that you saw when you first okay. were here. I thought it was a, uh, a halfling. Uh, no, that was the, like, greeter. Okay, I wave, and I make my way down and say hi. Like, oh, uh, hello. How can I help you? Hello. I need to make an adjustment to some of my class information. I think I made a mistake. Okay. Uh, what kind of modifications would you like? It says I want to learn an, an artisan tool, and it states that I was going to do a musical instrument. Oh, yeah. You're the one with all the courses. Yeah. Can I change it to change it to an art program? Oh, an arts. Yeah. And also, I want to do map making. Cartography? Yes. Unlike making it all at one semester, I like to split it across the times I'm working. I'm going to be here. She she puts her hand up and she stops. She's like, buddy, I'm going to tell you right now. Don't. What? I once took my very first semester here. I made the same mistake you did. I took six courses at once, including my party courses and my individual courses and four electives. I was so stressed that I thought I would collapse. No, I meant 
part them out throughout the time I'm here. Not oh. one semester, but more like, like, and Cosmo gets a piece of paper and he's like, my time, let's say four years, semester, how many semesters per year? Uh, two. Two. So each of these one I'm requesting, I go on each one. And so I basically oh, so take it three. Oh, so you're basically looking for like a junior. Well, the junior apprenticeship programs are like two and a half years each. Okay. I'll give rid of the, I'll give rid of the uh, music and I'll just focus on art. And okay. then and then I'll make sure I'll do and I already have a navigator side so understanding. So for clarification, you want some kind of arts course? Yeah, like... so I can draw maps. Oh, so you want particularly cartography. Yeah, and make the maps look nice. Okay. Cartography should be good for that. Yeah. And so... uh, and an art and I want to draw. Draw, so probably calligraphy. Yeah. So you want cartography and yeah. calligraphy. Yeah. Get rid of the music. No music. No. And I want to get rid of woodworking. And woodworking. So you're just doing cartography and calligraphy. Yes. The two C's. Yes. And I'll, and I'll parse them out one after the other. Which one's the most available one? Because I'm already aware of navigators. I just want to build a map because I already yeah, have... Yeah, yeah. No, you should be able to get into both of these just fine. Cool. And I, I don't want to do them right now. I want to do them in a spread of the time I'm here. Oh, so do you want to... Well, that's kind of a future question. Which which course do you want to take first? I'll do the... I'll do a... I want to do arts with my friend Marin. So this calligraphy. Yeah. Okay. And I'll do a uh, cartography next. Okay. So you're enlisted for calligraphy. You can drop it any time, but to be fully qualified, you will take two and a half years. I understand. Okay. Perfect. Anything but, else? No. And I understand I have a debt. Yes. No, the debt will be adjusted. Don't worry. Thank you. And okay. I will, um, I'm aware that it might take me a while. Is there, um, is there a certain time limit until I pay it all off, or is it just the time I'm uh, here? As long as you pay it before you leave the university, your entire debt, you're fine. Okay, so but no, no time limit. To, but if you do not re, uh, unregister... He's like picking his ear out and he's saying that. Yeah. But if you do not submit your a form, a, a formal... Uh, what the hell would you call it? Like, drop out, basically. Yeah. If you don't formally drop things... And you were like, you're still enlisted, and you don't come, they're going to find you. Okay. They can find me. They can find yeah, you. Yeah, they can find me. The scouts found you. The administration can I find you. I think I could take them. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. Thank you, you know, very much. You don't know what wants... What it, 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 yeah. Cosmo just sits up. Um, thank you for your time. Yeah, don't, you don't want to know what happens when Boris gets you. <laughs> you don't want to know what happens when I get Boris. Oh, no. Um, and, Boris, Cosmo... isn't, Boris isn't a person. Oh. I think I'll be. I think that Cosmo just smiles. He's like, and he kind of laughs a little, like <laughs> the nervous laughter. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll pay. Oh, don't worry. Don't won't, nothing bad will happen. All right. So you get your courses sorted out. The rest of you go for breakfast. Right. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. What are you? An idiot sandwich? That's right. Get back to work. So you see that the entire place is absolutely packed. Everybody here looks really hungover. Uh, and as you guys go in, there is this uh, animated suit of armor that greets you at the door and says, Hello, I am Beaton. And it's lovely Hi, to meet you, first, yes? Hi, Beaton. It's a pleasure to meet you, too. Yes, quite. Now, if you'll just take one of these slips, and he gives you each these little paper slips, deposit them when you go over to get your meals, and you'll be just fine. I'm just gonna look very closely at Beaton. He's like right in the mask. Like, is there is there anything in there? So Beaton's armor is kind of like that of 
uh, a knight, like a proper knight, except his, his visor is down, but as you peer into the eye holes, there's nobody in it. Hmm. I'm just gonna, like, knock on it. It's like... I will ask you not to do that, Marin Macus. <laughs> he knows my name. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, definitely writing this down. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you guys step in line, and it takes you about 20 minutes to get through. It's a bit of a process, but you eventually you go up to this uh, fire gensai, gensai, however you pronounce it, in kind of what's, you know, a modern cook's uniform, like the white dressed-up uniform and a the chef's hat. Yeah. And he says, uh, do you have any food allergies or any food preferences that we can make for you? The American pipes up. Yeah, I'm vegetarian. No You're meat. vegetarian? No Anybody meat. else? Uh, I have a reaction to uh, bell peppers. Oh, yes, that's common with Dragonborn. We have that as well. And and you, my furry friend? Uh, primarily carnivore. And I do prefer my meals uh, scurrying. It's quite fun to catch. Uh, we're not allowed to sell live animals. So. You're not allowed to play with your food here. Do I look like I'm fucking joking? Hmm. Fine. Just... I don't know if you are one of the other tabaxi He, he, he starts to walk uh, off. Uh, you can see most of the tabaxi have, like, uh, bacon and eggs and steaks and that kind of thing. I'll have eggs. They seem nice. Right. And uh, he walks off. You notice that there, along with a bunch of culinary students, there's floating hands, like, uh, either, like, ethereal blue colored, like, not severed hands, <laughs> but, like, floating hands and, like, gauntlets going around serving dishes and helping to prep the food. Uh, and this fire gensai seems to be screaming at everybody to do their job. Of like, hey, don't let it burn, god damn it! Which and god? that is a very frequent thing you hear here. Alright. When this Kazuma shows up. You eventually show up uh, about 30 minutes later once you're done, because you have to huff it all the way up these stairs. But you have a good appetite. Beaten gives you your slip and says hello to you, Kazuma. Refers to you by name, and you get in line. You don't uh, know my last name? Thanks. Kazuma Banks. No. It's right. a little secret. Yes, I know. You no. didn't list it. Oh, oh okay. You got a le- registry. Thank you. Yes, that uh, is quite what I have. All right, then. Thank you. I thought it was some weird... You have some weird vision or something. All right. Thank you. And then he goes down to the counter, and he's okay. like, Keto. He looks at you. The, the fire gensai looks at you with this glare. Keto diet. What the fuck is keto? Bacon. So carnivore. <laughs> P- paleo. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Wow, this, this is this is draconic? So Are you speaking draconic? I don't speak draconic. Bacon and eggs. Fine. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> So eventually you guys go and sit down. They have many, many benches and tables that are like the Harry Potter style of arrangement. And eventually these floating hands come and deliver you your plates of food with cutlery. Mm-hmm. It's not uh it's not a it's not a four star meal, it's not even a three star meal. It's okay. <laughs> but probably it looks open. edible. That's what it just does like he lifts his maul up and just shovels the food in. Yeah. Because it, it's we have long snouts. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> My food is just like an assortment of vegetables. Yeah, half of it is raw. Yeah, mm. it's not fully cooked. Does he do? do is there anyone going to? Is anyone to notice around us? Like the bard from the, from um, the or the give me Falcor a perception Four? check. Just to see anyone we know. Yeah, you do recognize a lot of these people from your bar escapades last night. 
but they are all very hungover and not in a talking That's mood. his 13. 13? Yes. I'll say that you probably see Roberto Jansen, uh, the bard that you had met previously. Cosmo waves to Roberto. He uh, gives you a slight wave. He's like, you want to sit with us? Uh, he's across the room, and he's like, no, I'm good. All right. <laughs> so Luna makes sure there's no peppers in her food. There are no peppers. Dan- shovels it down the same way as Cosmo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm... So this is like an eloquent, we're like, I think it's, it's elo- a dragon morning. I think it's eloquent how she eats. Like imagine yeah. like per- to her, his perception, she's cutting like each meal and, but in, in everyone else's perception, she's just huffing it down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like the different cultural standards kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to batter around a plate of uh, boiled eggs. Like a cat may batter around uh, random uh, bouncy balls. Or whatnot, you know, just Glorious. Slowly, steadily cracking and pretending it's actually alive and fighting back. It's <laughs> not the same, but you know, it's close enough. It's not the same. So is it a fried egg or a boiled egg? It's a fried egg. Mine is boiled. His is boiled. Yes, that's, I'll just say that. Um, yeah, you guys finish your food just fine. While you are talking and kind of just eating and contemplating... What the hell happened last night? You feel a tap close to your pocket, Kazuma. And he, he um, grabs it. He does like a, a chop down his hand. And you don't feel anything. He looks around. What, what was that? You don't know. But you do feel like there's something in your pocket. He pulls it out. It's a slip of paper. And it says, Welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> he keeps it close to him. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of you you, you peer at it a little bit. Yeah. And it looks like a crudely hand-drawn map. Oh, can I, um, I, I gotta use the washroom, and then okay. Kazuma runs to the washroom. So you go to the laboratory room where there's all these various piss pots and, uh, other forms of medi- uh, medieval plumbing, he goes we'll to the, He goes to the stall, you know, yeah. and he looks at the map. You, uh, squat yourself over the pot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, is any graffiti around the stall? Oh yeah, there's what, tons. What is there? A lot of dicks. <laughs> he giggles, and he looks at the note, and he says, Welcome to Fight Club. Yeah, uh, and it appears to be a uh, crudely drawn map of how to get to the Fight Club arena, and the approximate time says, After the final classes after sundown is when it starts. Okay, and then he folds it up and puts it in his pocket, and he's like, and then, and then flushes the toilet to act all aspicuous, and he walks out and washes his hands. So there is no flush. It is just a pot. And he just but there it. appears to be a like little touch button on the yeah. side of the wooden wall. And he touches it, and then he walks away. The pot instantly cleans itself. Oh. <laughs> Good thing I didn't use it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, too bad I didn't use it, I mean. Like, you press it, and everything in there is gone. It's like, and then he walks away, and, and he, he goes back to the table, and he's like, Is everyone excited for school? I'm very excited for school. Yeah. Are you excited for that incubus there and succubus or whatever you're into? Not not judging you. <laughs> not particularly. I want to learn. At yeah, university. learn. Mm-hmm. It does like the hand gestures of a body, like kind of the hourglass what, shape. No, no, I don't know what he, he's into. Like he's trying to be very like open-minded, like. You're you know, like... studying monsters does not have to be fetishized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My. I'm looking to learn more about, you know, like practices, practices. And traditions, and cultures. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, cool. Um, what else? Anyway, um, we have some time. You can. I don't know anything about you much, Aaron. What are? What are you? Are, why are you so interested in making that book? Because monsters are infinitely more interesting than anyone I've ever well, met. What are you bringing food <laughs> to a place with food? You're going to get ruined. No, 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 no. I, I keep this thing 
like tight to me at all times. It has its own seat on the bench, like making sure like everyone is like at least one foot away from it at all times. Right. <laughs> what What are you? You said you lived on the mainland. What else do you do? What's your family like? What are you like? What's your thing? Well, I'm a half-elf, but I was raised by humans. Uh. And from that time, I learned that humans are extremely boring. Yeah, like that guy? I mean, he exactly. Out a, he points at a human fighter. Yeah. Look at that guy. Look how he, boring he, he is. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what? Do you see how boring he is? Yeah, he's pretty boring, dude. Mm, <laughs> he, like, know. cries a little bit. <laughs> Get away, you boring piece of shit. He's like, I know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it'd be a sorcerer or something like that guy. And he points at a, points at a human you sorcerer. At, you point at a dwarf sorcerer and he gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah, exactly. What, so, what <laughs> makes you like? Why are you interested in monsters besides being interesting? Like, is there like a catalyst? Well, when I wandered out into the woods, I kept on seeing these like various creatures and monsters running by. I always stayed hidden so they never saw me, but like sometimes I saw goblins. Even one time I saw like a bugbear sneaking by. I think no one believes me. It was one time I saw a unicorn drinking out of a pond. Then I accidentally What's snapped a, a twig and it ran away. What's a unicorn? It's like a it's like a horse but with one horn coming out the head. Oh, I, I believe more than that than a giraffe. After seeing all those things, going back to the human village, it all just seemed so bland and tasteless. Oh. And yeah, since there's so many monsters out there, I felt like I had to write them all down so I could remember them all. I understand that you're interested in this stuff, but I'm going to let you know, while we're here, you should probably be careful who you talk to, because I don't want to kick everyone's butt who pisses you. You <laughs> mean like that boring guy over there? Yeah, that guy. He cries <laughs> more. <laughs> that guy, that guy, whatever. Hmm. What are you going to do, swing a sword at us? <laughs> Uh, can, yeah. I, can I go? Come cause... at me! No, like, like Luna doesn't like. He's not like. He does a shit. Luna's like hearing him like antagonize a young man. Jesus. <laughs> Luna's mm. rolling her eyes. So what is Luna and Brightclaws doing at this point? I will go to console the poor fool, and I, a hug. I, I will a help console hug. him with the song of my people. He's not wow. like That's a cruel. Granted. Wow. Oh, you like her? Wow. It is a song of my people. <laughs> wow. Is, it actually back? means something wow. really sophisticated I'm and writing beautiful. this down. <laughs> wow. It's like the tabaxi version of my guitar gently weeps, but <laughs> roll for you don't roll for performance then. Okay. You don't I have your board. I never told him to roll performance. I want Hold him to roll perform. I want I'm him the DM here. I want him to be like I want to know how good it is. <laughs> Because everyone's listening, right? I need to assert my dominance. <laughs> well, then, well, you want him to roll? roll for what do you want Eddie? Uh, <laughs> roll for performance, Elliot. Oh boy! And that is a sixteen. You... I got a sixteen. That's a good one. That's a good one. See, yeah. You do well. You console him. Luna, are you just watching this go down so far? Basically, pretty much a little confused. It's okay, me too. Yeah. I was wondering if he was doing a good job or not. I don't know. He'd be like, ah. So, soon enough, you guys manage to finish your breakfast, and you don't get food poisoning, so it's probably okay. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you can ask for, really. Really, Have yeah. a free meal, uh, so you don't die. Well, y- you people pay for your meals. Yeah, I work at a... I used to work at a camp. We get a free meals either. Yeah, no. I, I, I just... I don't know. I fight a monster, then I eat it, because cat, you know? It's what okay. cats do. Uh, Marin is slightly appalled by this. <laughs> mm. So, what would you guys like to do now? There are people filtering out as the breakfast hour goes away. Is there classes today? No, this is the last day before classes start. 
So it's like a prep day, basically, to get all your stuff in arrangements and to, uh, you know, cure your hangover. Did we have to get anything for classes? Like any uh, supplies? You do have, like, a couple of textbooks that you can pick up at the library, and that's about it. All right, I'm going to go do as that. As well as maybe, you know, figuring out where, look, where the hell you're going. Cause like, that's a good idea. Where we're going next. So it says we have to go to a library. What's a library? It's where they keep books. Like graphic scrolls? I mean, they keep the, the Magnificent Gary. That's a very specific section. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's go to the library if you want. Mm. The library sounds fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maren would love to go to the library. Yeah, of course, you right. find the library mm-hmm. fun. Right? So you guys start heading out, and the library is not too far away. It's on the same terrace as you guys. It's this big, once again, church-like looking building. Hmm. Looks like a nerd house. Yeah, I nerd can't house. believe you, I can't believe you're such a nerd. Nerds. Is it Romanesque? Uh, it's more gothic. Okay. Um, but bright claws, as you go about, you mm. see a familiar pigeon on the ground. Motherfucker. Okay. stares at you with those dead My eyes. My nemesis. I shall vanquish you at last. I, I, I go to attack. As you approach, if you do make a melee attack, it does start to look like it might try to flee. Mm. Roll. Oh boy. You know, like thematically, I'm glad it was this low, but in practice... Actually, no, screw it. I, I got rid of bad dice mojo on a roll that I didn't really care for. That's a six for those of you who can't see. Yeah. Um, Which is everybody except the five of us. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I don't... Would a ten hit? No. Yeah, then it doesn't so the, hit. So as you go to pounce on it, it flies up and goes into a nearby tree where you see a nest. Now, I would like you to make a perception check. Very well, I will do just that. Oh boy. Sixteen. 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 I gotta get some paper. Mm-hmm. Does the pigeon of children? Is it is, is it, like, is it secretly a tarasque? Is it a family <laughs> Is it a family man? You all die. <laughs> well, it turns out this is the god of pigeons. You see some kind of metallic glimmer in his nest. Oh shiny. It's a shiny. Shiny. I go to collect the shiny. All right. So it's this 20-foot high tree, uh, oak tree that's in the middle of this uh To back see agility. So. Oh, yeah. So you can easily get up there. You guys mm-hmm. see Bright Claws just pounce up and get... Because it's not hard to climb. It's a big yeah. tree. Lots of bark. And mm-hmm. you're a tabaxi, so you're made for this, basically. Pretty so much. you hop on up, and you can see the pigeon just staring at you. And you see some kind of metallic like bronze gold colored uh cylindrical object in its nest and it just tilts its head at you and goes Whoa. i will take this item in exchange for your life i will be back to finish you later my nemesis <laughs> so it, it uh, when you say this it kind of just looks at you blankly you make any approach to it i will just you know like Definitely pluck it with my nimble tabaxi claw okay. hand paw thingies. Uh, so you take it, the so as you go to grab the thing, the pigeon yep. just flies off. Mm. Coward, you exchange your pride for your life, but you will rue this day in the future when you inevitably become my dinner. I would like you to make a strength save. Yeah, we're just oh, watching Bright Claws. <laughs> we're just sitting yeah, at the bottom of the tree. You guys are just watching. You just watch Bright Claws go up the tree, and he seems to be trying to grab something from the nest. Oh, boy, Talk that's not good for me. Um, nine. Nine? Oh, boy. 
Tanta no, Wilson dice. Hold on, I forgot to add in proficiency. Oh. Eleven. Still not enough. Damn. Now I do a howl action. Nope, you no. guys are just watching Bright Claws oh, go yeah. up a tree. Did not expect this. All right. But when you go to touch the cylindrical object, first of all, what you notice is that when you start looking at it, it gives you this weird headache. Oh, that was a... not dissimilar to kind of like the headache you got last night, but it uh. seems more concentrated. But when you touch this object, a sudden shockwave emits from it. And you guys see the whole tree shake and the leaves fall off. And you see Bright Claws get thrown out of the tree. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bright Claws, we have if to save him. We're at the top of a mountain, dude. I feel like some student is like recording this with magic is going to post it. Or like whatever the equivalent of YouTube is at this university. <laughs> it's on Faerun. Just like search doing puppet shows about it. Faerun <laughs> tube or something. Yeah. yeah like... You are blown out of the street and take six points of bludgeoning damage as you fall prone on the ground. Well, I at least have 10 HP. Uh, that hurt a lot. I'm in pain. Yeah. I so... thought tabaxi always landed on their feet. <laughs> it's a... Not this time. Hey, hey, if it's a writing reflex, it actually takes time. If it's just instantaneous, magical nonsense, well, then it kind of circumvents the normal laws of physics now, doesn't it? So as the shockwave kind of emits, it almost like the worst of it is like within this 10-foot radius around the tree that Bright Claws just explodes out of. And a bunch of students come to check out the commotion. But this little shockwave, uh, you guys, the rest of you can see because Bright Claws is kind of out there. Uh... The air around the mountain kind of ripples a little bit, and then it disappears. Ooh. I underestimate the tactical genius of my foe. Cosmo runs up to Bright Claws and be like, one. Did that pigeon kick your ass, my boy? I underestimated his tactical prowess and acumen. He is clearly the mind of what his was, generation. What was it? <laughs> I don't know. Um... Can Kazuma see the bright item, or is he... Yeah, it does. so it it's is. kind of fallen out of his grasp, and two students come over to actually help a Bright Claws, and you see uh, a student in kind of priestly robes kind of grab your shoulder and heal you mm. for your lost hit points. I, and she says, are you okay? I am very okay. Thank you, kind human. Okay. I, is it a human? Human. I, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, but she says, uh, are, are you you're not hurt or anything? Like, what was that? Um... I, 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 FYI, I think the pigeons on this campus are planning a takeover. <laughs> um, I think they've started laying booby traps. So he, he's clearly some, not alright. Somebody so, should probably, you so know, Kazuma, you're check roughly that next out. to Bright Claws, right? Okay, he's special. He's a special case, and I'm his worker. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna be fine. Would he please leave us alone? Luna, I'd like you to make a perception check. Okay. Um, Two. Two? Okay. Oh, dear. So, yeah, the the priest says, oh, so is he like this normally? Uh, yes. Okay. And you see, Marinin, you all clearly see this little cylindrical object get dropped on the ground next to, just outside of Bright Claws' grasp. Bright Claws, you have a splitting headache. Not just from the fall, but just generally. Mm. And you find a feel un- a little bit like a weird discomfort yourself, Baron, but it's not... It's it's like the hot feeling last night. It's not that bad. Mm. Okay. So yeah, this little... Somebody goes up and picks a little cylindrical object and goes over to you, Kazuma's like, this this your guys? What is this? I mean, Kazuma takes it, yes. Okay. 
Does he get affected of it? Nope. All right, he's like, so yes, and he throws in his pocket. Okay. okay. Right weird cylinder thing, I guess. You hear uh, some more commotion as footsteps come up behind you, and you see uh, Chad Cheevan approach with a couple of other students. He says, I heard that uh, something was going down here. They heard a big explosion. What's going on? Oh, nothing, Chad Cheevan. I'm, we're all good. Chad, he just fell off from a tree. I heard it. That sounds like a pretty big fall. Yeah, it's... What the hell voice am I doing? It's more like a... plotting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's okay. He just has a splitting headache. Okay. Well, stay safe. You know, we've had magical pranksters before. It's probably the goddamn rogues. No, it's... uh, No. Um, And Cosmo flexes. He flexes back. He flexes again. He flexes even harder. And then salutes you and goes off. It's just like their secret handshakes. Is that yeah. the time they just flex, flex in. <laughs> Clearly, the pitch. So you guys are good to go. See, this commotion seems to have passed, but it's been. Uh, your your head. You... It glares up. No, your headache oh. is cured. Yes, I I think that's what cleared up means. Anyway, um, I am going to inspect that uh, fiendish little device. I have it. I will inspect it. It's like, are you giving it to him? Cosmo just looks at it, and be like, why do you want it? Because I want to, I'll grab it with my tail. No, he he, he does like he raises it up with a higher mm. than he has. Ooh, <laughs> wasn't it for me? The I know you want it. I know you want it. What do you want? What do you want me to? You bargaining with your think <laughs> about it for a moment. First, we find ghosts, he does. and then we find the pigeon. It's connected. They're working in tandem. The ghosts have joined forces with pigeons, kind of does, like, he's, he's birds, his hands. He's like, fish, mice. They're, they're all plotting alongside the ghosts. They're all... We need to work together, Kazuma. It's the only Kazuma way. Kazuma bats it around his hands like he's just p- catching it. And he's Meow. like, you know, Meow. if you give me a reason why I should give it to you, maybe something worth it for me, then I'll give it to you. Not Trying to bargain with your party member? Yeah. yeah. I have I have to get I have um I have to meditate for a while so okay I won't maybe it's time for you to think after we get the books I'm going to use your bed as a scratching post that jokes on you really, I it really isn't a very persuasive bargain Marin is just enthralled by how these guys are trying to communicate yeah like, so many notes do what you is, is this what is this how all I don't the know I, okay communicate? may I ask you something oh, I mean what barter, what would you even do with it I don't know what do you want. I wish to inspect the craftsmanship and learn how the pigeons have found a way to assemble devices such as these. It's a bit out of their wheelhouse normally. I'm that they're more of the roguish types. That they aren't really magicians or craftsmen. This would be pretty cool for the prank device, you know. I could probably hold on just for a while and figure it out myself. <laughs> so while you're actually holding it, I'll give a little description of it. Yeah. Okay. So what it looks like. Marin and Luna, you probably could identify this best. It looks like a scroll case, but a small one. Okay. About the size of, like, maybe a magic wand or something like that. Like, okay. it's not huge that, that a scroll case would normally be sized. So, uh, they, that is kind of weird. But it's also very intricately decorated with these kind of very, like, well, just decorative engravings. It's mm. very, it looks like it has very, very, very fine craftsmanship. And uh, it's got, you know, the two nubbins at the end that act as closers. And then in the center is just this metal, engraved, kind of bronze-colored metal that is just there. But it looks like there is kind of like a seal or a uh, 
what you call it? Like a crack. Just like an opening sort of thing? Yeah, well, there's like the, it, it looks like that there is a point in the center where the metal would perhaps split, mm. like open up or something like that. Like it's hiding something. So it's a puzzle. You're not quite sure. All right. It could be. Well, Cosmo looks at it. He's like, this would be kind of a cool puzzle for me. All right. Off to the library. He walks away. And when, you, when he shows it up to you, Bright Claws, you get that headache again. I swear vengeance upon you too, Kazuma. Your spit now. Whatever, Garfield. You're, You're working away. with the pigeons. Mm. Whatever, Garfield. He walks away. He's working with I the pigeons. No He's working with the pigeons. We're at the library, right? Or Yeah, you guys get to the library just fine. Hmm. Are there any smart-looking tabaxi? I need an ally who will <laughs> understand the threat we are all in. Is there any? Is there any? Uh, is there any dragonborn around? There's a couple dragonborn and tabaxi, but not very many. Oh, okay. Did you find one tabaxi that you could perhaps approach by claws? I will look for the smartest-looking one. There's one reading a book. My That's pretty God. Smart. That's pretty smart. The cat lord, praise be his fluffiness. Um. I will walk up to this book-reading tabaxi and make small talk. Small talk. Okay. So, yeah, he's, he kind of looks up at you. He's like, can I help you? Well, um, the pigeons laid a booby trap. How is this possible? Do you know you seem smart? Uh, pigeons shouldn't be able to leave booby traps. They don't have opposable thumbs. I know, that's what makes it so concerning. I'm I'm afraid they may have learned how to use mage hands to compensate. Dear Cat Lord. I know. We're all in danger. We are. I'll keep it's... my eyes open. Thank you. Um, any teachers or faculty that might be conducive towards these dire straits? It's okay to laugh, guys. <laughs> if you need to laugh openly, I can see it on all of your faces. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. This this is our plot point. This this is this is our. The entire stuff. podcast is just hunting this one pigeon. <laughs> this, is a, this is a this is a fucking side quest. I've ever seen one. Subplot, it's like in Skyrim baby. when it distracts from the main quest. I just don't want to like, laugh over his talking because I don't want to interrupt it. No. <laughs> okay, but yeah. Um, so you guys are at the library. Welcome to la librerie or no la la bibliothèque. 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 Oh. Uh, Cosmo, like, we like our books, please. Yeah, so you tell them what courses you're in, yeah. and they will promptly handle you, or hand you your stuff. You get a bunch of uh, books and scriptures about martial arts forms, primarily. <laughs> Boring. Please. Like, it's like uh, graphs, or like... Demonstrations of, of yeah. stick man with a somewhat full yeah, body. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's kinda like know that, know that one, know that one, know that one. I know that one. There's a lot that you don't know. I know ooh, that one's pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. This one's pretty he opens like a center hole. Yeah. Marin, you get what is basically a nature survival guide. Oh, there we go. As well as, you know, tutorials of like where to hit on certain monsters, uh, that kind of thing. Okay. And like a basic overview of the natural world and you know uh, important herbs to use for healing you know that basic kind of survival stuff okay yeah when she gets to you this librarian luna she says what's your instrument of speciality uh harp harp okay so she goes to the back for a few minutes and she gets out this large book and hands it to you and you see it is a list 
of hundreds of harp songs. Mm. And towards the beginning of the book, it is very, uh, you know, very easy, basic stuff. But the stuff at the end of the book, it's very hard for you to comprehend. It uses chord patterns and scales that you don't think should be possible. As long as you practice hard enough. Exactly. Right? This starts with hot cross buns. And it ends <laughs> to fire through the flames. Yeah, at chopsticks. the end is through the fire it, and the flames. With, it starts with chopsticks. chopsticks. Chopsticks is the easiest. Yeah. So, what's the hardest song? The fire through the flames or... or um, what was it? It's probably uh, something by Rush. Yeah. It's like... It's like Tom Sawyer. Oh, that yeah. broke. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, Bright Claws, you are given a book that is all about... It's similar to Kazuma's. It's all about fighting techniques, but yours is based on kind of weapon forms. Like, you know, how they would teach knights certain sword and bow forms. That's what you get. Ah, very good. And, like, fighting techniques. So that... You guys have acquired your books. Yay! Yay. I now know how to end my foes rightly. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't have any pommels, so I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just have to, I don't know, reverse the angle of my whip and him with the handle. There you go. So yeah, you guys have acquired your books. I oh. would like to stick in the library for a little bit longer and try to find some more monster books. Okay. I Kazuma looks at the sphere a little bit, and he has an idea with Mer- with um bright claws. The cylinder. Cylinder. He's like, all right, I have an idea. Yeah. What courses you just signed up for? Cosmo looking at you very My intently. Is still a bit. Did he sign up for the, the the chemistry course? I think you did sign up for alchemy. Didn't you you? Did you sign up for alchemy? Yeah, did you? Basic like a, alchemy. Yeah. Like, He's yeah. knock on your head. Did like you sign up course? for alchemy? Hold mm, on. Earth to bright claws. I think. You signed yeah. something. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Yeah. I'm All right. Pretty sure. I have an idea. I know I'm the smartest one here, so yeah. this might be a brilliant no. idea. You make. A chemical that would react to my fire breath. So, so alcohol? You, something like that. Or a gas. <laughs> or like a gas or oil. Okay, okay. I, I know how to do that. But this will only if activate with heat. So let's say we go back down to that tunnel. And like he's trying to be shush tones here. That blob that ate you, we can okay. shove it in it. I breathe fire in it and it ignites inside of it. Mm, no, probably Does do it make it. sense? Um, does, it, does it work? Would you be alright if it could also light via spark? Yeah, well, the fire breath is to keep is is just an example. But if it sparks like Luna's anything breath, oh, no, you but you have to make it. Mm, I'm pretty sure I can oil? do it. Well, this is a little bit more like technically yes, but this is more of a larger quantity. If I stole if Cosmo stole if Cosmo stole lamp oil. Then questions will be arised. Oh. But if, if he makes the lamp oil, if he if he makes it, or if he makes like even gases or poisons activated through heat, like a like a make it into a mist, like um, mustard gas, particularly. He oh, can, you know when you just make mustard gas? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm basic, sure that'll work for really well on a slime. Yeah, yeah. No, just inside of it, like a corrosive. Yes. yes. I'll give it to you if you know how to do that. And he hands it. To, he he grabs his palm and hands it to you, right, Claus? Mm. You make a deal? Yes, you get I'm sure. a terrible headache when he puts this thing in your hand. I'm sure I could figure something out. Um, I'm just going to... Peace guard filled and he like walks away with the books and... Start. As you walk away, you feel a little tug on your pants. What the frick? And it's shady. Oh. Hush. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey, you coming to the fight tonight? I thought we were not supposed to talk about it. We're in the library. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be quiet Nobody in Nobody gives a shit. There's a guy, right? There's a scientist. Be quiet. And that human fighter... Does he looks like he's paying attention. And you see, he's clearly not paying attention. 
there's a, there's a human fighter that I made fun of trying to read. I think he's <laughs> he's too boring. We don't want him. In. We don't want him in. Yeah. Ooh, can I roll to know the real Slim Shady? <laughs> this is the real Slim Shady. You don't have to roll. Damn. Right. You already made that joke. Right, just um, like is Luna or anyone around seeing him? Uh, well, there's Bright Claws right behind you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yo, this is my friend Brightclaws, but don't notice him. But uh, hey. all right, I'll be there. Why are you coming tonight? That's all I yeah, want. I'm, to know. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm okay, itching. Good. The, I'm itching. Good, because apparently that other Dragonborn wants to come too. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, catch you later. Cool. Can I roll to have overheard them with my tabaxi hearing and the fact that they're? Give just, me a perception check. Like I, I don't think they walk into a corner. They, you were just like talking quietly in the open, right? Basically. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, one. It, it's, it's not going to... Okay, would an eight do it? No. No. Yeah, then this is not going to do it. Yeah. Sure. But he, um, Kazuma gets his books and he goes, gets a cup of tea and he just kind of... There's an area of the campus that's just facing the, the mountainside. Yeah, I'd say there's probably little park areas and that kind of thing there. Before the fight, he wants to do a meditation. Okay, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right. So what are the rest of you doing? Now, do recall that you also picked up a spell book while you were down there in the yes. tunnels. Yes. I picked that up from a skeleton. A Does, skeleton, yes. Do, do any of us actually know arcana or spells? You guys I have, have a bard. A, I have arcana. Wow. This is convenient. Mm. I think we found that it was a wizard spell book. You haven't really taken a good look at it. Oh, okay. Well, we're in the library, so no better time than now. Yeah. If you guys want to pull it out and give it a read. Yeah, might, sure. might as well. Mm. All right. So you flip to the first page of the spellbook. You find a nice little quiet corner and lay it down. The first page on the inside of the cover, you see a signature, first of all. All right. And you see a name. So the, the name on the back of the cover of this book says, Property of Patrick Suter. Suter, mm. eh? Hmm. S-O-U-T-E-R. That name, it sounds familiar. Can I roll history? Yes. Yeah, 19. 19? You think that you have seen the name relatively recently. You feel like you've seen it maybe in this library as you were passing through the halls. Hmm. On a book spine, no doubt. No, you walked by a little area that you didn't really get a good close look at, but there seemed to be another section of the library that I had not yet described because you guys didn't go there, of... Like a little back room, almost kind of thing that didn't have any books or study areas or anything in it. It isn't like the restricted section, was it? No, it seemed ah. to be a more open area that some people ah. went in, but there's not really a lot of people in there. Okay, you that's, did notice, like, as you glanced over, a tablet with a bunch of names on it. Okay, hmm. I am going to check that out because this seems more fascinating than whatever boring mathematical junk is written on it. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave this. Do you go um, off to investigate? Yeah. And you two arcane aficionados. Academic yeah, stuff I'm going to academics. continue reading the, 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 the book. spell book. Yeah. As you look through this spell book, uh, you're not, neither you or Luna are really associated with the wizardy kind of magic of like writing stuff down and prepping them mm -hmm. but you do see the names of a couple spells you recognize fireball magic missile and a couple of other classics this wizard seems to be of reasonably high abilities mm. i wonder if he died in the catacombs 
He definitely did. We well, that Brightclaw saw him, but yeah. he hasn't been cured. Well, I guess he told you in the tunnels, didn't he? I'm sure. Didn't we pass by? I have night vision too. Or dark true. vision. Probably saw him. Well, I saw a skeleton. True. Anyways, but you you go through and you see you know the basic wizard stuff of you know spells, arcane lore, that kind of stuff. Pretty basic, but advanced enough. Mm-hmm. Then you get towards like the middle portion of the book where he seems to have not had as much detail. It's mostly notes. Okay. And the first note you see is dated. Oh. It says, 5th of the Fading, 1566, which is seven years ago. Seven years, okay. And this is basically what you glean from it. Basically, it looks like he was trying to do some kind of research hypothesis that he was proposing to Professor Barthanax. Okay. But got rejected, and he was told to write a different paper, despite the fact that he'd been working on this research paper for like a year. Oh, wow. You know, classic. But basically, he then notes, you know, why he was going into this. The fact that it seems to be a research paper about the academy grounds itself. Mm. And he says that although the research indicates that this place was designed by dwarves, by the architecture and the infrastructure, it was not used by dwarves. That's what he proposes anyway. He says that uh, he's taken, like, exams and stuff in a bunch of dwarven settlements. The names Sundabar and Mirabar come up, as well as a dwarven name, Borov Battlebeard. Borov Battlebeard. That's a name that appears. Hmm. And he says, talking with Borov Battlebeard and his experience with dwarves confirmed his research suspicions. That this place, although it was designed by dwarves, was not used by dwarves. In his notes, he argues that the hallways are too tall. There's no dwarven typical infrastructure of a dwarven fortress. Like, there's no armory. There's no bar. There's no stuff like that. There's not even a forge. And there's no portcullises either, this is, which is very irregular if you wanted to make a dwarven fortress. Hmm. Hmm. In his notes, he also says that uh, it's doubtful that the original academy grounds were like they are today in the fact that a lot uh, he says that judging by like archaeology and records that he's researched the buildings that reside now on campus all like the gothic gothic architecture buildings were only built just before the spell plague hmm. which is like a about 100 years ago 200 years ago even steven yes Oh, no, I just, when I hear Sparrow Plague, I'm like, favorite part of Forgotten yeah. Realms for me. So, you guys know, the Spell Plague is a very legendary incident. Oh, in yeah, which the, I, uh, even yeah. I know what that yeah. is. But for those who might not know, basically the God of Magic was assassinated. <laughs> oh, which Carson. really screwed things up for a while. Hmm. And that was about 200 years ago now. Okay. Roughly, approximately. And 10 years of absolute crazy shit. Yeah. And so guess it, what? Yeah. Dragonborns came out of that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, basically, uh, he says that a bunch, most of the external structures here seem to have originally been built just before the Spell Plague. And it was only when after the Spell Plague, when the Academy started to get constructed, like as the Academy, there were serious renovations going on. So... Most of what is thought to be like the original architecture of this place is actually added on and renovated. It's not original. He proposes instead that most of the sanctuary here would have looked almost camouflaged into the mountainside. 
Like even the staircases and the terrace separation are all new additions. Okay. That's what he argues anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, nextly, as you flip further into the book, all the other notes are in some kind of other language that you can't make out. You make out... What languages do you and Luna speak? Uh, I know common, elvish, giant, goblin, sylvan, and draconic. Okay. Common, draconic, dwarf, and elf. Okay. You guys can pick out letters and little phrases in each of those languages in this in these notes. Okay. But they're not arranged like an actual sentence. Hmm. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Like you can even see dwarven and elven letters together and backwards and it appears that however this guy was taking his notes, he was doing something to some sort of intricate code using several languages. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Yes. And as you go through that kind of use of language and lettering is similar throughout, but uh, I'll have you both make investigation checks. All right. Nine. Plus your intelligence or investigation? Plus one. Okay. Seventeen. And you're seventeen? Yeah, seventeen total. Okay. So, Luna, you don't quite pick up on it as much, but since you are going to be studying calligraphy and you've done a lot of writing in your day, Marin, you notice that the actual, like, first of all, as you go forward, the handwriting gets a little more sloppy. Mm -hmm. But judging after all that you've written in your book, Marin, it looks like a lot of the writing is being done more and more hastily and more sloppily and more almost, like, panicked. Okay. Like, you could say, like, uh... Like, if you're really paranoid, you don't want anybody seeing you, kind of writing down that way. Like, uh, really fast and unneat. And what words you can kind of make out of phrases are all disorganized. They're all over the place. Like, things are making less and less sense the further you read into the book. So the word you're saying is manic. I have no idea what that is. Manic is a state of mind that you are feeling Manic. Yeah. Manic, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looks very manic. Okay, gotcha. And then eventually... It's the scratching style of writing where, you know, you're just like basically like just scratching out big letters and not bothering to organize them kind of thing. Mm. It looks really sloppy and kind of eerie. That just keeps getting worse and worse until the spell book is just blank. Okay. So presumably near the end, that's when he was in the tunnel. That's what that's what I'm guessing here. Hmm. Yeah, definitely holding on to that. Hmm. What was this guy's name again? Yeah, you heard the name Patrick Suter. Okay. Might ask around about that. Like the, uh, what was the professor's name again? Barthanax. Barthanax. The yeah, I'll try to find Professor Barthanax later. Ask okay. about it. Cool. Speaking of names, uh, do you have any input, Luna? Any thoughts? No. No? Okay, fair enough. So you go to this little wing that I described before that's kind of out of the uh-huh. way that you saw on your way in here, but you didn't really explore. What you realize... You guys know how the Vietnam Memorial looks in Washington, Mm D.C.? It's that, but on large stone tablets. Okay. And so you see this wall of large stone kind of etched out into the separate wing. And you see flowers and bouquets and other pieces of memorabilia put at the bottom of this wall section. Mm -hmm. And you see several names on it. One of them is Patrick Souter. Mm, investigation. Uh, give me an investigation roll then. Very well. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen? Nice. So, 
what you gather up as well as reading not just the names but kind of like the titles and kind of headlines kind of thing that are around these stones these are people that were lost in the deep uh-huh. this is a memoriam to not just students but also faculty and other people that got lost in the deep and never came out and you see on it argon bramble dash as well ah he's the creator of the university yes gotcha oh dear we were almost on that <laughs> we we're almost on those tablets ah um you know what would be a great deterrent for more students to into there have a copy of this memorial in front of the entrance (laughs) and show them all the badasses who thought, like, they were the ones to figure this out. But, well, these are just the ones they know were lost. Mm. There might be even more that nobody knows about. You count roughly over roughly 30 individuals. Really? I thought they would be in, like, the hundreds. About (laughs) 30 individuals over the past 84 years. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah, these are just the ones we know about, but Jesus, being an adventuring school, I feel like there'll be a lot more idiot murder hobos going in, getting themselves killed, especially, like, drunk murder hobos. I mean, you guys almost yeah, did. So, so kind of okay, like us? But the, the, the difference... <laughs> you the, guys survived. Yeah. Like, the difference is um, we were following a ghost in it, so um, we, we weren't going in for the dungeon. We were just going in for the ghost. So it's completely different. Is that so different? Yeah. And look how well that turned out. I mean, out. nobody can prove it was the same motive as everybody else. Fair. I mean, motive or no, we almost died. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Wouldn't shouldn't there be records of the monsters within the uh, thing game about? You are in the, the library. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I am going to find a book and look up all like the recorded scary spooks that okay. are in there. You can give me either an investigation or a history check. Um, and what are you guys, now that you're concluded with the spell about Luna and Marin, what are you up to? Ah, uh, that's not one. Damn. You get distracted, there's a mouse and you chase it. God. But you never catch it. <laughs> my, main, my, my first goal was to try to find some sort of monster manual or something like that. Okay. Try to add to my manual. It's not, it's not, it's not plagiarism, I swear. <laughs> Luna wants to uh, search around to see where the, where the name of the book might be. Uh, for which book? The spell book. Oh, the spell book? Like, um, like the name in the spell book? Okay, so you can kind of go off and do your own thing, Marin. There's plenty of monster books to research. Perfect. I'll have you make an investigation check for me, Luna. And you'll have advantage yeah. because this is a library. Seven. Seven? Plus your in- uh, investigation? Do you have investigation as a skill? Plus one. Plus one? Okay, so that's nine. Uh, you have some trouble locating a specific name. You kind of look in the, like, history spell section, and you got nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, thus far, you're not really picking up on anything. But there is a librarian that kind of wanders around, or, like, a fellow student says, you need, you need help finding anything? You okay? okay? Yeah. Could you, uh, help me find a name of a wizard? And I say the name. Patrick Suter? Yes. Oh, uh, you're looking for records then, past students, mm-hmm. I guess? Yes. Okay, uh, sure, right this way. Thank so, you. Yeah, she will point you in the right direction over time. Because, I mean, if you guys are spending several hours here, my guess is that you would probably find this eventually anyways, since you have nothing else to do today. So, she eventually directs you to the record section of past students, uh, namely the deceased ones. And she kind of takes out a ledger for you and says, I can't give this to you, but 
you know, you can overview it while I'm watching you. Okay. So you don't have to uh, do any rolls or anything. That's okay. As she, she gets the page out for you. You see Patrick Suter was a wizard, most definitely. And he also specialized in multilingualism and ciphers. Isn't that convenient? Yes. What a coincidence. Uh, you also note that he was a very, very promising student. Like, there's a whole little biography about him about, and about his disappearance. The, he was a very, very promising student, especially given his unique talents. But he became kind of a hermit kind of a recluse uh, in his third year and uh, he, like he even wasn't showing up to his classes or really meeting with his party or doing anything like that and then eventually he just somebody saw him go into the tunnels and never came back out hmm. sounds like suicide Could well, be. I can't say anything because I'm not there yes. and you're back doing what Kazuma? I, I, Kazuma drops his books off in his room Mm-hmm. And kind of just throws it on his bed and puts the alpaca stuff on top and be like, Peter, keep it safe. Gotcha. And he, he walks down and he tries to find a, an area that is quiet. And just meditate. Just to meditate before he, because he, he's a little nervous, but mm-hmm. he sits down and he crosses his legs and he puts his hand like a cup and he lets the key flew through his top from his head down to his hip and just breathes. Cool. And lets, and tries to see if he can get his hands to glow. Okay, they but, do get a stone glow. And he's like, and he kind of looks at him, he's like, does he see anything, anyone around him? No, nobody other than the casual passerby. You're kind of in the common room now, just doing your thing. Uh, well, he's mostly outside. Yeah. And he, okay. he just drinks a cup of tea he got from the cafeteria. Cool. And he just thinks to himself, like, why does he, why, how, like, how funny everything kind of lines up to be here and yeah. would, it, would it all matter at the end? But and then he sits only one way to find uh, out. Yeah, he just sits there and he just kind of looks around and keeps. Does anyone around him like try to communicate with them? Not really. No, it's... not no Valcor four. Anyone trying to like nope. throw rocks at him or? Nope. All right, and then then he just sits there and deeply meditates for about maybe like for two hours. Cool. All right. Perfect. So um, as I was saying, yeah, that's what you mainly gleam there, Luna, of the uh, this interesting kind of find of. Patrick's info. I should go and get uh, Marin. You can find Marin in the monster lore section. Yep. So, <laughs> so I just have a stack of books on top oh, of my you've manual. Oh, dozens. Yeah. And Bright Claws, uh, you never catch that mouse. Mm. So you eventually return with everybody else, and it's uh, defeated. Mm. The enemy. Mm, their influence spreads far. Yes. I will have to double my efforts. The enemy. The collective. mice and the pigeons are working together. Mm, Solar conspiracy <laughs> are all working together. What about the cheese? Well, Jesus. I mean, the cheese might be. Mm, I'm I don't, not going to come back to the uh, well, no, dorm the, room with like papers. The, the but, cheese but... is the natural enemy of the mouse and is there for an ally. Are you, you going to be like, like, have like a wall of papers with, with string around and be like, like the red yarn? Yeah. Like, Very like much. you then play with. <laughs> yeah, right. Same thing. Okay, so yeah. Would you, uh, Luna, are you relaying this info to everybody or just kind of yeah. keep it to yourself? I'm going to t- tell everybody about the findings of the student. Okay, yeah. So you guys get all that info that I just described as well. All right. Well, otherwise, yeah. your day passes by. Pretty calmly. You got a lot of good entries into your book there, Marin. Mm-hmm. And you do cite them, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like. I'll give it like a 
base, just like at the very bottom, there's like many very minuscule footnote yeah. written by this guy. Yeah, for a best academic practice. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys, the day kind of passes by. Kazuma, you go on and meditate. Uh, is there anything else you guys would particularly like to do throughout the day? Kazuma was done with meditating, and he okay. wants to check something out. You know, he finds that when we were gone down in the deep, that we didn't have a cohesive team work. <laughs> and if he's stuck with these idiots, he needs to figure out a way to work it out. So he joins those goes to the sports activity center. <laughs> of course, yes. And he goes into the sports activity center. That's at the very top of the terrace. Yeah, he, he starts hoofing <laughs> it. All right, so you go up to where the sports center is, which is on the fourth terrace, as you find out. And you see before you, standing in the middle of what's kind of like, it looks like a kind of coliseum ground, but, you know, without the coliseum. So basically like horse, uh, course kind of thing. Like it's almost like a giant football field. And you see dancing around with two legs poking out from under it is this weird kind of like serpent-like creature with one eye. It's a costume. It's entirely like a paper mache costume. (laughs) It has a giant, it has three A's across its chest. You know, you'd think, wow, that's cheap. You'd think the campus would actually like spring for a necromancer or something to animate the corpse of an actual abalone. You like, didn't say, pop it oh, it's an abalone. It's an abalone, not an abalone. Oh, Kronoma sees this, and he's just, he, he's like, I don't know what's up with, but he's like a smiling teeth to teeth, like, and he's like, yeah, my goodness, it's so cute. I mean, oh, that looks uh, I mean, uh, oh, uh, cool, I guess. And he looks around to make sure no one heard him and say that. And there's somebody in this, like, paper mache style costume. Like I said, their legs poking out the sides, no arms hopping about and dancing and at one point doing the splits looks like they're practicing but there's no sports teams currently playing Cosmo mm, gives the mascot a thumbs up he bows because that's all he can do oh. <laughs> and then goes he goes over to the registry for the sports t- sports you don't really see anybody particular around like there's a couple of people milling around but there doesn't seem to be like a central like registry there is like bleachers and stuff like that but not much else there's no um, desk for that doesn't appear to be oh Kazuma tries to find a uh, uh a staff member so he can find out sports programs you see a goliath with a hide clothing with a giant battle axe on her back who's just kind of drinking a tiny cup of tea Kazuma has a when he sees it, he's not. He gets a pale look in his face, and he realizes it's not. No, and he's like, "It's a woman. Right, it's not the right one. It's not the right one. It's not the right yeah. one. It's not him. It's not him." Hello, hello. <laughs> um, good morning. I wanted to know about sports request. T- oh, sports programs. Oh, you're looking to join the sports teams? Yes. Um, oh, that's wonderful. I have... It's lovely to meet you. My name's Rakasha Bone Nasher. Oh, I heard so much about you, Rakasha Bone Nasher. Yes, I'm sure I also run the tea and library clubs. <laughs> oh, I, I know someone who loves tea. Uh, um, I'll give her your notice about that. Yes, absolutely. Now, you're saying you want to join the sports teams. Do yeah. you have uh, one in mind? We have the uh, Argon's Adventuring Abolets over here that you can... Uh, uh, as our mascot is practicing here. Are you looking to join anything particular? Kazuma looks around and sees if there's a cheerleading squad and or uh, football. Nothing that you specifically see, but she says that uh, we do have a, a recently made sport that I came up with called rugby. 
But they rejected my original name. I thought it would might be much better as like Destructionator, but I digress. Cousin looks around and he sees that they're practicing or that's it? There's nobody particularly practicing right now. Yeah, things aren't quite in the season yet since school hasn't started, but you're welcome to join and sign up if you can prove yourself in training. Is there a... I know this was a dwarven colony, and I believe dwarves were famous for a particular sport. I'm not familiar. It's it's called curling. Don't you speak that heretical name in here. (laughs) Curling's for babies. What are you talking about? Curling's a great sport for acquiring team members of four to become better. Shame. Curling. Hmm. Shame. What's wrong with curling? I'll tell you what's better. What is better than curling? Pentac. Pentac. What is Pentac? <laughs> I forgot what Pentac is. <laughs> shame. Goddamn. Shame. For shame. What is the um that one where you hit the balls with a stick? Or like the like the, with the tiny hammer? Oh, it's oh, croquet. Croquet. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh I no, said or, no, it's called croquet, or um, there's a cricket. Look, no, cricket's no. much different. No, okay. Cricket's similar to baseball. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what a better sport is. What is it? I forgot the name of it. Croquet. <laughs> croquet. Was it invented by halflings, perchance? Yes. It's very soothing. But you don't get the strategy that is curling. I vote that croquet is far superior. You know what? It really gets my blood pumping with you calm. Know. No. <laughs> you know what gets me blood with calm? Curling. I seen it when I was sailing. You want to be on the rugby team or not? Hell yes, I want to be part of the rugby team. Okay, good. Oh, all right. Where did I sign up? <laughs> she shakes her hand. Can I shake her hand? Your hand just about breaks. Uh-huh. Also, <laughs> may I join the... Cosmo looks at the abalone and a newfound idea pops up. May I join the spirit squad for the university? If you can make tryouts, sure. Cosmo does a backflip to prove... Give me an acrobatics check. Uh, Wait the car. Please, please. Come on. Come on. That 20. Oh my Suck god. It. Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> <holy> <laughs> fucking triple backflip. You do shit. the most beautiful pirouette you have ever done in your life. And Rikasha actually stops and says, Wow! That's really impressive. I was going to make you do tryouts, but clearly you're excellent. <laughs> Damn straight. You think you can work in a team? I'm I'm a team player. Well, I'll see you next week. That's when our training starts. It's lovely to meet you, Nakasha Bone Cratcher. Uh, <laughs> Natasha Rakasha Bone Nasher. <laughs> Rakasha Bone Nasher. Sorry, I have a hard time with names like that. Me too. I forget mine all the time. <laughs> And I will prove you wrong that curling is way better. And he walks away. <laughs> have a very lovely day. I hope you have a lovely time here at this school. I will, I will. I have extracurricular activities I must attend to. Yes, as do I. I need to get on with my gardening today. What do you grow? <laughs> my favorite is lilies. My, my mother has a lovely vegetable garden. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I'd love to see it sometime if that's ever possible. You should. It's, it's a lovely island. We also, she also grows the oh, dankest weed. Oh, it's by the sea. That's so nice. She also grows the dankest weed. Oh, now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> All right, moving on. Bone Masher is my favorite character. Transition. <laughs> we were just and then cosmo, we were just basically talk about flowers and the <laughs> until until I have to go to the Fight Club. So eventually, you guys do end up uh, reconvening near your dormitories as the day kind of winds down. It goes into the afternoon. You have your last day before classes start, and you see a woman in priestly robes. That is kind of just milling around the entrance to the door. It looks like she's kind of looking for somebody. And she sees you guys. Marion, you start to feel weirdly uncomfortable. But uh, she approaches you and says, Excuse me, are you um, people who submitted the form about a ghost? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's us. That's uh, us. Wonderful. My name is uh, Jiraiya. I'm from the uh, clerical faculty. I'm here to help with the problem. Mm, very good. Yes. So if you uh, take me to where you saw the ghosts, that would be quite swell. And I can I can get this uh, squared away from you right away. Right. Squared away for you. Um, What race is this priest? A human. Human? Okay. She's I'm just right. a human in kind of priestly robes. She's got a holy symbol on around her neck. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping my book close. This yeah. is the same human who healed me, is it? No, this is a different human. They all kind of look the same, I know. Yeah. She's got long flowing black uh, hair as well as kind of brown skin. And she seems to be uh, tall and somewhat slender. Okay. It's kind is, of her build. Is, it's is similar Cosmo to Marin's. It's Cosmo came back? Yeah, everybody's kind of reconvened as the day winds down. Hey, Luna, I met this Natasha Bonash. She has tea time. You should say hi to her. Well, yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, I know. Why am I so pumped up all of a sudden? Oh, by the way, I got good news. I was in the. I got in a cheer squad. Who are you? <laughs> She's a Ghostbuster. My, yes, a, I'm Jiraiya. I'm <laughs> from the. I'm a senior clerical staff member. Or right. cl- student. Clearly, rather. we don't need a Ghostbuster. My alpaca will protect us. Oh, you have an alpaca. Well, I received notice that there was a serious haunting going on, so I'm here to deal with it. Oh, good. Because don't want good, it to be ghost, a problem. Good, good, good. And he, Cosmo just locks himself in the washroom. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I will... You lock leave. yourself in the laboratory? He's, he's scared of ghosts, but he doesn't nice. want to, like, demonstrate it. Oh. All right. Um... Okay, I'll, I'll so, lead you to okay. where the mm. spookings happen. Okay, so wow. you guys get into your dormitory. Nothing has changed at all. Nothing crazy going on. Kazuma, you lock yourself in the laboratory. Uh, and she says, uh, she kind of touches the holy symbol around her neck, which some of you might identify as the symbol of Paylor. And she goes around and kind of starts just looking at the room, waving her hand in the air. Looks like she's doing nothing, but she's got her eyes closed, so she must be doing something. <laughs> And she says, mm, I do feel something here, but uh, I don't really know what to make of it. I'm not getting a strong presence here, but there might be something. Could, I, sh- could I show her the picture that I drew of this ghost? Sure. Yeah. Because you got a, like a vague sketch yeah, of it. Yeah, I got a vague sketch of it. See if it rings any bells. Hmm. Hard to say. I usually ghosts of that manner, as far as I'm aware, don't usually turn up in such a clear humanoid form. Hmm. But eh, you know, anything is possible, I suppose. It was trying to lead us towards, like, it led us outside. Oh, interesting. That's very concerning. I'm gonna purposely leave out the fact that it led us to those forbidden <laughs> yeah. tunnels. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really detecting something strong here. Do you, can you give me any more details, perhaps? Something like he was trying to lead you outside? Wasn't trying to attack you? Like no, it wasn't, wasn't trying aggressive? to attack us. It seemed to be able to walk through uh, solid objects. 
it also seemed very persistent. It kept on coming back and leading us away over and over. Interesting. Until we followed it. And have you seen it since then? We have not since we followed it. And when did you last see it? That'd be last night or the night before? Last night. Last night. Okay. Very well. Um, I don't really see any remnants of ghostly activity. If there was a spirit here, perhaps it passed out or passed off rather because the moon was full last night. So that could have had something to do with it. That does often affect spiritual happenings. So that could have happened as well. All right. I can try to do a turn on dead if that makes you feel comfortable, but I don't know if it'll have any effects. I mean, can you use Turn Undead when the undead isn't actually here? If it's around, it will flee, and it hopefully won't come back. I'm not too bothered by it. More research for me. Okay. (laughs) All right, but if it disturbs us or otherwise escalates into a more serious problem, I hope we can get compensated. Okay. If it's something she doesn't recognize, even more of a reason to put it in the book. Yeah. Okay. At this point, as she starts muttering, she, she goes into the center of the room and starts holding her symbol of Palor and muttering something, you start to feel nauseous, Marin. Okay. Like, yeah. very, like, not good, like something has upset your stomach. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna... Maybe, like, knock on the lavatory door. <laughs> it's like, Cosmo, you're, you're right? Could you hurry it up a little bit? Cosmo tries to sneak out of the window to do a bike club. There's no window up in here. Ah! Oh, he... Cut, make a window! <laughs> He, he's like thinking, how many times he can punch through a wall? And then you know what? Never mind. He gets out and he flushes the toilet and he's like... You press the digitation toilet. <laughs> and, and he walks out and he's like... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go in the bathroom. Okay. Get, is it like the vomit sort of nauseous? Not quite. It's just like... Um, it's like when you're like kind of bloated. Oh, okay. Or like uncomfortable. Like you, and you don't get that feeling in your throat like you're going to throw up, but your stomach is upset. Oh, like something deep in you is not feeling good. Okay, I'm just going to chill in the bathroom for a bit, just in case. Okay. Just play it safe. Okay. Right. Do I feel anything? or No. You're uh, good. It's just I just see this human just praying in our room. Yeah. But then she kind of claps her fists together, and this pulse of energy echoes throughout the room. It's not a... Uh, doesn't knock anything over. It's a channel of divinity. It's just this energy going out. Marin, I want you to make a con save for me. Okay. Ooh, that's a six. You throw up blood into the pot. Oh, oh dear shoot. me. This just got exorcism. That's not healthy. Yeah. Something's gone very wrong. Uh, you don't take any damage. <laughs> okay. But uh, you don't feel great. Mm. There's 50% vomit, 50% blood. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't be there. No. You're like, uh-oh. Do you need uh, to lay on but hands? But after this channel divinity occurs, you guys hear this throwing up sound from the other room. And she looks over and she says, I, I don't see anything else. Yeah. Just then, when she establishes that there's nothing here, one of your chests that's empty smashes against the other side of the wall angrily oh, and dear. explodes. Oh, it's your bed. Um... Yeah, the university's paying for that. <laughs> I don't you even. Have an exorcist, uh, yeah, but it's literally the exorcist's fault. This is this is negligent practice. This is not professional. I... They broke. This isn't United Airlines. Damn it! There, there has to be what's some standard. Airline. There goes our sponsorship. Oh, I, I think it's like these carriages that people mount under, like, giant flying beasts. They're, like, very cool, very uh, innovative. Oh, okay. What? Oh, uh, 
take a pterodactyl, put like a horse carriage under it. And... Oh, I see. <laughs> so nice. Kazuma's like, this is all interesting and everything, it's, it's but like I have new... to go somewhere. Yeah. It's like a new business. As you say that, uh, you see the ghost. It looks more <laughs> transparent than it did before, and it just stands there for a minute and then just disappears. And it's at the entrance of the room. Where am I? Can I? Hmm? Am I with Kazuma? Oh, yeah, you guys are... Marin is the only so one that doesn't Kaz- get to see this. Yeah. So, Kazuma, how do you feel about And as, it, as it, it goes away after you enter the room. Or, like, just before you... I just come stumbling come in with, like, some, like, red underneath my mouth. And you see uh, Dry come up to you and says, Are you okay? Not quite. Here, let me help you. And you start to feel more nauseous. Oh, uh-huh. no, no, no. Stay back. Stay back. Nah. Are you possessed? Your possession's stay never back. fun. It's the human. Stay back. What? Oh, um, I can heal you. No, 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 none of that. No more. No more. Mm. Okay. Perhaps. Oh, we have something. Okay, well, we have something serious. And you now see this smashed box on the other side of the room that was once Bright Claus's bed. <laughs> what What'd you guys do? Apparently your ghost is quite real and it's very angry. Real? Ghosts were never. Were... Did you not just real. see what just happened? I know, but you said that. Motherfucker, you... it's right there. Hey, there's no Maybe. Lang- there's only for language that way of a woman of the cloth. Mm. I've been a student here for three years. I think I'm justified. Yeah, well, it's a little over. <laughs> you shut the hell up, Scaly Boy. We're in like the deep shit now. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I don't... Halor be damned. I'm scared. I never oh. had to deal with this before. Well, I don't believe. I what thought you were an exorcist. What is this religious? I never said I was an exorcist. I said I was here to help. Oh. What, what is this religious thing you keep crying on? I, you know what? I'm out of here. And he leaves like... Uh, no, 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 no. We got we to gotta call in the big... Oh. And she, they, I have a, she has this sudden like look of realization on her face. It's like, oh no. We got to call the paladins. Oh, um, what's a paladin? What's a oh, paladin? Because the kind of like the principals? No. The paladin faculty. I hate those guys. They're jerks. What's oh, a paladin? No. Assholes. Oh. Pure assholes. Ah. I hate those guys. All right, give me, like, just... Okay. Whatever you do, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go get these jackasses. Don't move. And if anything happens, here, she gives you a sending stone. No, 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 no. I have an alpaca stuffy that will protect us. Um, yeah. This uh, is serious. This is serious, too. I, no, I, it's not. That's a stuffed alpaca. My I, mother made me that. Um, <laughs> Shut up. That's it. I, 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 I just, I just um, get both my fingers and I, and I, um, boy, bonk her nose. That I, I don't think humans like. Don't piss me off, Scaly. I don't think humans like being booped, my she, friend. She, uh, she takes a sending stone. And she, she goes over to you, Luna, and says, "You seem competent here." Oh, and she gives you the sending stone. A wise choice. Anything happens while I'm gone, call me immediately. Okay. I'll be right back. Oh, wait. Uh, on she your... runs out of the room. Oh, it jumps out of the window. <laughs> I, I have a thing to go to. Okay. I'd like you to make an intelligence check. A seven. Oh. Yeah, that sounds about right. right. <laughs> um... How many feet is four stories? <laughs> Somebody look this up for me. I was trying to climb down. How many feet oh. is one story? Uh, generally, 14 feet for one 14 story. 14 feet. So 14 times 4 is a number. Yeah. What's 14 times 4? 10, 20, 30, 56. 56. Oh, okay. Shit. Wait. So you jump out the window? More like 
climb out. Okay. So you start climbing out the window. I'd like you to give me an athletics check, Kazuma. Okay. 23. 23? Yeah. Okay. You avoid falling. Yeah. <laughs> so you start climbing out the window of the fourth floor. Yeah. And, uh... Is he doing it Zelda style? Yes, absolutely. Ooh, can I take note of his direct path so I can use it later? Yes, absolutely. Give me an intelligence check of your own. 19. 19. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, you can use that. That'll give you advantage on your next roll to do that. Ooh. And eventually, after some time, a paladin, halfling paladin, comes in with Jiraiya. And she stiffs her, has a very stout posture to her. She's got her chest out. says, where is this ghost? I shall defeat it. You see Jiraiya cringe very hard. What is Jiraiya? <laughs> Dry as a human. It's the Kelsey. Priestess. Oh. The paladin is a halfling. Ah, oh. oh. um, I I don't know where the ghost went. I could try and uh, call it forth with the song of my people, but I don't know if that works for human ghosts. I'll just I'll just divine sense. It'll be fine. Oh. So she touches her own holy symbol, and this divine sense ripples throughout. She says, "Well, I don't detect uh, some kind of spiritual presence that's evil." And then she looks at Marin. Oh dear. And he says, you. Do not me? kill our I'm party. Still, I'm still a bit woozy. Me? You. And she takes me. out her sword. And that's where we're going to end it. Oh, God, no. Adventuring 101 features Stephen Mercer as Kazuma, Amanda Stewart as Luna, Elliot Luke Grace Wilson as Brightclaws, and Tyler McElwam as Marin Mackis, and myself, Robbie Thompson, as the Dungeon Master. Theme song by Sky, aka Baby Sky, on SoundCloud and YouTube. This show is produced by Stephen Mercer, and this episode was edited by Robbie Thompson. So things are chugging along pretty good now, I'd say. We actually got an episode out before the new year. Huzzah! and hopefully we will be getting many more out over 2020. If you want to get in touch with us over social media, we got our Twitter, at BeholderHour, as in O-U-R. And if you want to help support this podcast, you can do so by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We want your feedback, be it good or bad, so we can improve this show for you, our lovely, lovely listeners. Another big help would be to share us around in that big ol' internet thing through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our podcast host, Buzzsprout, where we have an actual webpage, website thingy, and links to all of that good stuff is, uh, you know, in the description. Episode 4 is going to be in the works very soon in the meantime, so until then, we wish all of you a most awesome Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Day, like yeah. second day of school. No, school hasn't even started yet. Second day oh, of being on the school grounds, and you're about to get murdered uh, again. Oh, I get the meet. I got. I got the cheer squad. I'm pretty happy. All right. Wait, I have an idea. Kazuma, get your ass back in here. No. Grab the halfling and yeet her out of the window. <laughs> no, I'm gone.
Damn it. Uh, it's it, it's up to me. <laughs> Fuck.